Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me today on Power Your Life, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And wherever you are, whatever time of day or evening it is, we just want to tell you that remember how special and how powerful you really are and make sure that you do something today that takes care of you. It doesn't have to be something large, but something that really resonates with you and demonstrates to you how special you are. You have to prove that and show that to yourself as well. Speaking of being special, oftentimes we go through our life and something can happen to us that shifts us in many different ways. And sometimes we get messages. Oftentimes many of us have intuitive insights and maybe not even understanding where they come from or how they appear or even why, but those messages can be incredibly profound and really help us move through our own challenges and even help us heal. And I'm going to introduce to you a very special guest today, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Athena Demetrio, who is a spiritual and intuitive, a medium and a channel, who's been through a lot of different challenges and now shares her gifts. She maintained a successful career in the film industry as a makeup artist while exploring the world of the unseen. Athena's sensitivity as a psychic began to accelerate when a powerful spiritual experience opened doors into other dimensions. Awakened in her darkest hour by the Ascended Master Saint Germain and guided by his teachings, Athena began her journey towards healing and towards her own transformation. Through hypnotic regression that enabled her to explore repressed memories of childhood sexual abuse, she regained her own power. Today, Athena facilitates seminars in higher consciousness where she shares the tools and the insights of her own odyssey, assisting and empowering others in the discovery of their own divine presence. Welcome, Athena. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, and thank you so much for that introduction, and I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you and to connect with your listening audience. I always look forward to that, so thank you. My pleasure. So let's, let's go back a little bit in time for you, because... Oftentimes people do have spiritual awakenings. or So how did that happen for you? How did you start to feel the presence of St. Germain? 
Well, my my background, my uh, childhood certainly uh, had tremendous uh, challenges uh, to it. As you had stated, it was a lot of uh, repeated uh, childhood rapes between the age of uh, six and seven by a border. And uh, there was a lot of alcoholism in the family. My uh, father had lost a great, uh, great wealth. Uh, he was from Greece, and I always say I think he was really uh, pretty illiterate. Not that he wasn't intelligent, but he really had no comprehension of the English language, no command of it, or his ability uh, to understand really the written word. He was in the restaurant business. So there was some embezzling that went on, and uh, he also would, uh, he was uh, had a, a grandiose part uh, to his nature. He would light uh, cigars, you know, he was known to light them with $100 bills and burn stocks and bonds because he thought, you know, they were worthless pieces of paper. So when he left and lost uh, the uh, wealth and the fortune that he had inherited from a, a successful brother, then that really spiraled our family into great distress and tremendous poverty. My mother uh, really at that point, I think she succumbed through so much uh, depression or how she was going to make ends meet and she wasn't able to cope, so she also was um, an alcoholic at that point. And that's when it really, I, I think in that period, it, it was when it was more out of control. So suffice it to say that I suppress the memories, only one clear memory. And through my teenage years and in my early 20s, I pretty much pushed people away, wasn't, wasn't really able to have any kind of a relationship that had any depth or intimacy uh, with it. I did have um, a daughter when I was 17, and uh, on top of that, dropped out of school to take care of her, And but still, even in that, could not necessarily let her close. So jumping to my defining moment in 1979, I had three crises hit within 24 hours. Each one was very big on its own. And it literally brought me to my knees. I had no understanding of any type of religious doctrine, never read anything about uh, karma or any spiritual philosophy. And I always say I thought God, or God was uh, pretty much a creep for having allowed what to happen, happen. And so that literally brought me to my knees. But at that moment... I surrendered in a way because I had nowhere else to turn. And I remember saying with such a heartfelt prayer, I don't know if you exist, and I don't know if you are out there, but if you are, you have to be every word that comes out of my mouth and help me reach my daughter. Uh, because at that point she had wanted to move away from me. And I had two visions at that time that happened, and one was seen it was like a, a pool and I can only explain it as like dark black mud or sludge and I knew that represented symbolically the things that I had created in life how I had treated life basically uh, pushed away you know and, and uh, feeling as if I was so victimized uh, by life and then I had this 
epiphany. And I had this absolute understanding when I saw that pool of sludge, as I call it, that life had no choice but to bring back to me in a like experience what I had been doing to the rest of life. No choice. And when I had that, it was like in one split second, I understood karma, that what goes around comes around. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you, what you sow, so you shall reap. And with that epiphany, and I remember saying at that exact moment, oh, my God, I understand. At that exact moment, that pool turned crystal and clear, just like a diamond. And at that moment, then there was a golden ray that came into my front room and dusted everything with gold. It would be like if you took the finest gold glitter and you threw it over an entire room. There was no surface that wasn't covered with it. I did not understand what was happening. At that point in time, down the road a little bit, I did read after I had become a student of the St. Germain teachings, and all of this was leading up to my spiritual awakening, that the the ray of love from a master is gold. And... I am. I feel very strongly that that was Saint Germain waking me up in my darkest hour. So now, how do you know? That, how do pardon? you know it was? How do you know it was Saint Germain? Because there are um, other saints and also other other beings that can appear to people, and often they do. How were you able to assess that 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 was Saint Germain? I wasn't at the time because I didn't understand what was happening at the time. This was down the road when I became aware of the Ascended Master teachings, although I have absolutely no doubt that it was um, St. Germain. Now, with that experience, I'll explain how I uh, come to that conclusion, and I will always stand by and live with that because it feels so right through every cell of my body. But after that experience, everything was turned upside down. I felt like I was dying, which I was, uh, life as I knew it. And I, I, I just, I, and I had struggled with suicide. That was a, a very difficult, uh, I guess, the emotion. Or it was just like my psyche was absolutely seeped in deep depression and melancholy. It had been all my life. And I remember sobbing myself to sleep, and it was like sobbing out 16 years of garbage. I was 32 at the time. And I found myself climbing into another dimension, straight uphill. Now, that was more real than me talking to you on the phone. I can't explain it any further, but that was my experience. And I felt you know, like I, 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 to, I I totally understand that because I've I've done that myself. But how, when you're, I want our listeners to understand what that means exactly. When you're climbing, did you physically feel yourself going through it? Did you see it and see yourself there, or was it a combination of the two, or even more than that? Well, it was uh, wherever I was. It was not in this dimension, but it was more real. And I literally was climbing up. It was like this steep, steep uh, vertical hill trying to get uh, get to this ledge. And I 
felt my fingers, you know, almost like a half an inch from the top. And I I kept saying, I can't do it. I can't make it. I can't make it. And I just wanted to let my body go and just uh, drop. And I finally pulled myself up, and I was in another dimension. It was the most beautiful place. It was uh, the all of the energy. You could almost see see the energy moving. Uh, it was very translucent. It was very crystalline. The colors were incredibly vivid. I've never seen anything here on the earth plane that would be close in representation. But once I pulled myself up and I turned my head, I saw my father who had been dead for 17 Mm. years. And he came up to me, and I will never forget the look of peace in his eyes. Never. And my father just held me. And I I just kind of collapsed into his embrace. And there was all of this white light that just flooded from my father through me. It went through my heart. And with that was a knowingness of how much my father always had loved me. And I had always questioned that because he was never around, you know, much. And, was, uh, he the, and was he the was he the sexual abuser? Or no, 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 not at all. No, he left. Um, and I always say it was the, probably the shame and, and the inability to provide for his family. My mother took in a boarder who was also like a uh, boyfriend, and and uh, it was you know that was him. And he was the abuser, and he was there for about a year at the house. And and he uh, uh, he lived in the root cellar just like a troll, and that's where all of the the uh, rapes took place. But back to my father here, with that light, that understanding, and that love, okay, now just for the listeners here, I'm going to fast forward down the road, this hadn't transpired at this exact time, but down the road, you know, a few years down the road, I chose to explore the childhood trauma through hypnotherapy with a very qualified therapist. Once I was put under, I went back spontaneously to that experience, and I remembered what my father had told me. And he was saying to me, it is not your time to come over here yet. You have to go and be back in the body. It's not your time. And he said, continue to pray. It's going to be given to you. And he said, you're about to come into your power as the Spirit. Continue to pray. Now, I didn't remember that until, you know, several years down the road. Everything else was crystal and clear. So with that experience, now I'm back into 1979, waking up from that that experience of seeing my dad. Um, and I was praying. I, I was doing one prayer, the Lord is my shepherd. It was the only one I knew. And I kept repeating that and repeating that. Along with that, felt like on some level I was being tested by something I didn't understand shortly after this. A man that I had met briefly, a, a very nice, uh, a very nice person. I had only uh, met him through work, just briefly, and he knocked on my door. He handed me three books. They were the Ascended Master Teachings by Saint Germain, and he said, "You're ready for this." Wonderful. I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I just I just wanted to move forward a little bit. We have people who want to ask you some questions, and I and I want to move forward with that. Sure. But it's so powerful that that you know when you're open, when you're ready, that kind of information is given. Like that person that knocked on your door and gave you those books, and the, you know that was a sign, that was a signal for you to be able to to study and move forward with that. So. Um, I do a lot of hip regression too for for people, and it's just so wonderful to see. Like you, you know, you you automatically go back to a place that you need to to in terms of freeing your mind and healing a particular incident or a particular situation from your past or or even your present. What happened with that that information that you got from the books and and that you started to incorporate within yourself? How did that then expand Athena and help you to become what you are today? Oh, well, bless your heart. That's a good question. Everything in my life transformed because it was something that I could apply in my home. I didn't have to leave my home to do it. And it was something that I was so willing on such a deep level to turn my life around because it was not working. My life wasn't working the way it was. And so I was willing to pull on that thread. And I remember what had uh, had such an effect on me as well was that when I opened up the book, I broke down and cried like a baby because I always felt that on some level we're accountable because we're 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 impacting life with our choices that we make. And I remember reading that uh, life in all activities everywhere manifests really was God in action. And it was only through mankind's lack of understanding that that pure essence of energy was constantly interrupted. For if it were allowed to flow on its way, undisturbed, we would experience peace, love, and harmony. That was the natural state, but we're always qualifying it through our free will. It comes to us pure and perfect. We requalify it. And that made so much sense to me. So I knew if I had created a life that wasn't working, then with the right application of what St. Germain instructs the student of life and light uh, to apply. If they choose, then they have the ability to transform, and that's what I did. It doesn't happen overnight, but I remember him saying that any person that will take the time twice a day to apply the short meditation that they spend criticizing other people, places, conditions, or things will not need any more proof. They'll have all the proof that they need in 10 days, and I did. And then I, because of that, I stuck with that meditation. That continued to take me deeper. It continued to pull back the veil on some of these teachings, which is a natural evolution of the expansion of the light within us. I think that's a natural evolution of it. And so uh, basically, in a nutshell, you know, he says you've got two, basically there's two parts of us. There's the uh, God individualized within us, which is beating our heart, giving us the energy to think and to feel and to move. 
And there's the outer part of us that through our free will qualifies that pure energy coming through us. And so it simply takes on the quality of how we choose to, in other words, it's like putting on a pair of clothes. We can uh, over, let's say you get out of the shower and you put on a pair of dirty overalls. And, uh, you know, that <laughs> that pair of dirty overalls is the choice. That can be anger. It can be judgment. It can be criticism. And so that energy takes on however we direct it through our free will. And so there were specific uh, affirmations that he gives the student to, to work with. And I began to work with those. I'd write them down. I would repeat them. They're part of my uh, daily practice. I do them almost every day. And that alone pulls you closer and closer and closer to your God self in alignment with that. You know, so, I think that's a beautiful way of describing it. And, and I, uh, you know, I believe, too, that there are, there are other ways to connect and to get to that God self that's within us that's so beautiful and so very, very powerful. Now, you went through this, these traumas when you were younger and sexual abuse, which is not pleasant, and, and, and like you said, you didn't want to relate to people, you to, to other kids, you were kind of distant from them, which is understandable, and many people like yourself, sometimes people actually, when they're going through those experiences, because of the pain of it, they, they, they literally leave their bodies, so they may not even have that memory, that recollection of what's happening until something later on triggers it, which kind of happened with, you know, a little bit for you. How did you get to a place, because many people don't know or, or don't allow that sense of forgiveness or that ability of forgiveness to enter in, and I think that's so very important for not necessarily in terms of the other person, but for ourselves to be able to move forward. How were you able to get to that place of grace, that place of forgiveness for for what happened to you? Okay, and I need I feel like I need to just um preface this with what my understanding um and I can only speak from my own point of view. I did have one very specifically clear memory up to a point when a rape was about to take place, but then it was like a television um channel turning to white snow. And I also experienced, okay, and uh, projecting out, that's normal. And I think, um, Dr. White, that it's also very, very normal that a child does what they instinctively know how to do to survive in a, a situation like that. And what I also began to understand as an adult, looking back, because I had always been again, seeped with feelings, whether it was the suicide or the deep melancholy. But I began to understand that the lens that I looked through the world and at people was the lens and the prism through how I observe life through the the eyes of a child's experience. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. And so I say it was like smearing butter on glasses. So I'm going to uh, fast forward now. So when 
I came to the point where I thought, you know what, I want to go back and clean this up because everything in me knew that life was not meant to be lived like this. I just knew it. And so I sought out, and so this is what I will share with your listening audience, I sought out a very qualified therapist. I did not just turn this over to anybody. I interviewed them because I don't feel that just everybody is qualified to handle this kind of work. Along with that, and I did find a wonderful, wonderful uh, therapist, but it was also my intention to heal. And what I knew was that I survived. I was already here, so I was ready to go back and, and do the work. And so I would... I would say find a very qualified therapist. If you're feeling nudged or you're wanting to explore that, trust uh, that you will feel in alignment with the right person. Trust your heart. Trust your gut on that. And understand that it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And each phase of the healing has such great value. Uh, the uh, for me it was uh, exploring going back and exploring that the, there was anger that I felt there was rage that I felt I sometimes I didn't think I'd ever stop crying I always say where do the tears come from and then but that moved into a, a phase of its own grief loss what I didn't have uh, as a child the acceptance and then I was able to move into, in its own time and space, forgiveness. And You know, like you said, it's very important. It is a process, and, and, and it's so important that, that people understand it, and it doesn't happen overnight because we have to really heal from so many different levels, and, and it's wonderful that you were able to do that. And want to focus a little bit because we also have we're also running out of time and we also have people who have a couple of questions I want to focus a bit on your book which uh, firstly I love the title and tell us a little bit how that book walking between worlds the spirit a spiritual odyssey how that book yeah how that book was birthed oh lord and it was I I would say it was like birthing an elephant (laughs) as you can because we have We've been waiting, they, and they want to ask you a couple of questions, and I want to make sure we get some of that in if we okay, can. Okay, okay. Um, I was told by uh, my mystical muse, and he's in the book. He's one that I channel. I've been channeling him for 28 years. He was the one who told me I needed to document my life story. Along with that was great fear uh, of what would people think. I also knew it had to be extremely honest to the bone. I don't make something more than what it was. I also, symbolically, something told me years ago to record my sessions with a therapist. So those are recorded sessions in the book. It's like following the bouncing ball Um, when I did that work with Dr. Slavin. And what really was the turning point for me is I was in uh, a mall in the Westside Pavilion, and I was approached by a complete stranger very beautiful uh, woman, very elegant. Uh, She was, I think, at the time in her 60s. She came up to me and she shook a finger in my face and she said, your life may very well become a film, a TV movie of the week, and you need to be writing. You could be helping millions of women. And that was when, that's when, yeah, that's what I said. And I thought, okay, how would you (laughs) feel if you, if you, you died? How would you feel about your life? 
where you are now, what you've achieved, and I thought I'd feel good. And uh, then I thought, but I would feel as if I backed out out of fear for not writing the book. And so that was, I, I just took the manuscript out, blew off the dust, and just continued on. And so it's uh, so it's actually been more, uh, probably 25, 28 years in the making. Uh, and so it really got uh, uh, published uh, this year. And I'm so proud of myself that I, I got that out there because I'm receiving comments from people. Congratulations. That that, yeah. Well, yeah, thank Congratulations. you. That, that's my prayer. You did because that's you know that that that's a culmination of so much of of what you've experienced and how you moved out of where you were as a child and really embraced your your power and your strengths and your you know your psychic gifts and and other gifts that you're sharing with the world and with people which which is such a blessing not just for yourself but but for other people as well it's and and important. something i would like to say really quick here is that um so many times you know when you when you hear about people going through some experiences that you that uh, uh, as a, a viewer you say oh my god you know that's tragic i was just watching something like that with uh, someone on the news, and, you know, I really wanted to contact them and say, you know, sometimes, you know, I I think that our greatest gift to give others is honed from some of these experiences because I know that journey so well. I've walked through it. I know it. And I can just hug and embrace another person. And there's a level of depth and understanding of that journey and that struggle for them, they don't even need to open their mouth. I you know, it's right, and it's so important because oftentimes the challenges, the despair, whatever people are going through, and and oftentimes at the time that that's happening, you have no sense or understanding how that is shaping you, and how that can be. A gift in many ways because because of what it can bring to you in terms of insight, in terms of growth, and you know, yeah. so so it, because you know, and I've experienced stuff firsthand too that have that it's like how how could this be wonderful and yet later on it gets revealed. Now we have a couple of people who've been intently listening. Are you open sure. to for any questions? You only have a few minutes. Yes, that's fine. uh, Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to choose somebody that's been waiting a long time. (laughs) Okay, Lisa? Lisa, are you there? Uh, I'm here, but I'm not Lisa. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Hold on. Lisa, are you there? Yeah. Yes, I Sorry, am. I'm here. She's been wait. You've been so patient. So you had a question for Athena. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you're able to kind of work with like what you're getting on something. Um, I've been looking for a property, and been for a while. I just wonder if you see me finding something coming up this year. Oh, so okay. So this is coming up this year. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking yes, for a yeah, while. Yes, I, okay, yes, I do. Can I give you a clue here, Lisa? 
Yeah. Okay, when you're when you're looking and you're driving around or whatever, let yourself align with the one that you feel the greatest sense of alignment with, the one that uh, speaks to you uh, uh, through your feeling, that uh, uh, excites you a little bit. That's always a good clue. Another thing that uh, you can do is to write down that you are what what you're desiring, what you're wanting, you know, it certainly doesn't harm another person of yours to have. So begin to do your work and to think about it and to also if you have any kind of an affiliation with uh, a, a spirit or um whether it's Buddha, Christ, God, Goddess, all that is, source energy, then also release some of that to uh, the source energy, but you'll find your property, I have no doubt. And you can also see that coming in at the perfect price and that it's going to be perfect for both you and the seller so that it's a win-win for everybody. But let Do you see that the, happening the, soon? Because I've been looking for over a year, like by the fall or? But, but Pardon? Well, I think it's going to probably within the next, I I have a feeling, and I'm just going by my feeling here, I have a feeling it's going to happen within the next probably two to three months. But allow yourself to explore this a little bit more fully as to what your, do you have a belief there that is holding you back, why you can't have it? And instead of uh, saying to yourself, you know, I keep looking, I can't find it, well, that that word can'ts throwing energy into it. So turn it around, mm-hmm. and maybe write down. Well, not maybe, but write down. I have now found the perfect property. Grab a picture of something okay. and look at that. Look at it before you go to bed. You'll find it. Okay. And um, yeah, and Lisa, okay. we we really are getting, moving out of time. So thank you for that. I'm okay, sorry I have to you. rush everybody because um, we're running out of time, Athena, and I want you to be able to tell our listeners how they can get a hold of your book, how they can get a hold of you. So can you do that for us? Athena? Hello, Athena. I don't know where Athena is. Athena, is that you? Are you there? Well, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. We had a little technical difficulties when when that okay. a caller dropped. Okay. So sorry. Okay. I don't know if you heard. Uh, yeah. I want I you did. to tell I'll our be- list about, about <laughs> your book and how they can get a hold of you. Okay, uh, the book is called Walking Between Worlds, A Spiritual Odyssey. It en- envelops everything and so much more uh, that we spoke about. It can be ordered through Barnes & Noble. It, it can be ordered through any bookstore. It's also available on Amazon. You can reach me and explore my website, iamwithin.com. I am within.com, and you'll see how I I do uh, sessions uh, privately. So you can you can contact me through the website, and uh, you know, and that's it. And I just want to say to all your listeners, your light can outshine any shadow in your world, and every constructive thought, feeling, and deed 
that you are, that you hold, that's in your heart, that's the presence of the source of God within you, every constructive thing. You know, that's so beautiful and so profound because it's true. I mean, we have that, that ability to, to access that inner potentiality and that God source within us. So thank you for who you are. You are a blessing to so many people, and thank you for all that you do, Athena, and have a beautiful day. Thank you. I uh, certainly appreciate the opportunity, and lots of light, love, and blessings to all your listening audience. You do some wonderful work there, Dr. White. Take care. Thanks so much. Beautiful. You are beautiful, Athena. Yeah, (laughs) bye-bye. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. So think about what Athena said, because you do have the ability, even no matter what you've been through, and many of us have been through great challenges and and don't even know sometimes how we're going to get through them or if we can survive them or or will will we be damaged for life and athena is is a walking vehicle beautiful person who says to you yes you can and i know that i've gone through many experiences that have been not necessarily pleasant and and have had to heal from them. And oftentimes, as I said earlier, even if we don't know it at the time, there is a way to let go, there's a way to forgive, and there can be a blessing within that. So find the blessings, focus on the blessings within your life, and have a beautiful day wherever you are. And remember that you have the ability to access your inner strengths and to empower yourself, even if you take a small step at a time. Thanks so much for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to docwhite.org. That's my website. Find out more about upcoming guests and shows, my blog, and so much more. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.